Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. This week's podcast is all about remembering names. Names have been an integral part of who we are since time began. And history has proved that names are a part of our identity. So how come most of us can't even remember the names of people we meet a second time? Let's join PDPW Shelley O'Leary, who has some useful tips to help us remember every name. Hey there. Well, our host, Bill Baker, has just introduced me to you by name. Given the topic I'm bringing to you today, I would find it really interesting to know how many of you listening now have already forgotten my name. Now, if you already know me personally, uh, you probably haven't forgotten my name. But if you don't know me, then I'd be fairly surprised if you could rattle off my name right now by only having heard Bill say it one time in the introduction. Gold star for you. So most people admit they would like to be more proficient at remembering names. And for good reason, this is a skill that's super important in relationship building. It makes people feel good to hear their name and they pay greater attention to you when you use their name in conversation. Studies have shown that hearing our name activates our brain even when it's spoken in a really noisy room. Dale Carnegie, legendary author and professional development trainer, believed that a person's name is the sweetest sound they can hear. Names have been an integral part of who we are as mankind since time began. King Solomon recorded in the book of Proverbs that a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Now, in this context, he was talking about maintaining a good reputation rather than having an easy-to-remember name, But the truth is, names are important to us. Uh, In fact, history proves that names are an essential part of our human identity. Uh, It's no surprise that in the 1940s, parents all over Germany and Europe stopped naming their little boys Adolf. Nobody wanted their son to be associated with a diabolical monster because names are important. So let's talk about practical tips to help us remember names when we're meeting people for the first time. The first step is simple. Stop telling yourself that you're no good at remembering names. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You need to plan to remember people's names. You only give yourself permission to fail if you just give up before you even try because you haven't remembered names in the past. Instead, tell yourself, hey, I'm getting better at this and I'm gonna continue to get better. Your intentional mindset will actually trigger and prepare your brain to retain new information. So plan to remember names, that's step one. Step two, use that name right away in conversation as soon as you learn it So you've just met Jeff. Not only are you going to use his name again right away in the conversation, you're going to use it a few times and try to do that without sounding creepy. So let me give you an example. Oh, Jeff, what a pleasure to meet you. So tell me, Jeff, are you from around here? 
Now, Jeff is going to answer my question. And so I want to be actively listening to Jeff while I'm repeating his name in my head. And that might sound like this. Okay, Jeff grew up in Kentucky. Then Jeff went to school in La Crosse. Now Jeff lives in Madison where he's married and um, Jeff has two kids with his wife. Okay, you get it? The process may seem cumbersome, but it works. And frankly, if the plan you're using right now isn't working for you, then I don't see why you wouldn't just give this plan a go because it does work. Now, remember, you just asked Jeff a question, so you need to be paying attention because that's how you're going to build on to this conversation. If at all possible, you want to keep talking to Jeff for a little while unless you're racing to an, a meeting or an appointment. Uh, and while you're still talking with Jeff, you can build on the conversation because you have new information. You might say, wow, that's cool. I used to live in Madison. I tell you what, Jeff, if you ever get a chance to visit the Hillside Farmer's Market, they have this new food truck that stops by on Wednesdays, I think, and they sell the best street tacos ever. Jeff, you have got to check it out. And if you don't like tacos, they have falafels and they have an Asian cuisine and they have all sorts of different food trucks. You just got to check it out. And then as you part ways, you want to use the name again. You know what, Jeff? It's been a real treat chatting with you. I hope we get to see each other again. Now, the first time you attempt a conversation like this, it's probably going to feel awkward. But I promise, the more you practice, the more you'll bring your own style into the conversation and you're going to get better at it. And as a result, you're going to get better at names as well. So that's step two. Step one, plan to remember their names. Step two, use their name right away in conversation and use it multiple times. Step three or tip three, when possible, continue running their name through your memory throughout the day and immediately after your conversation. So you're going to your next destination and you can be saying to yourself, wow, that was pretty cool. Uh, Jeff's been a lot of places already in life. And I wonder what Jeff does uh, on weekends. Or uh, Jeff told me he was into computers. And if I ever need a computer person to help me work on a project, I probably could contact Jeff. You wanna just continue running that new name through your memory and, and test yourself later in the day and later in the week. So maybe Wednesday of that week, you stop at a coffee shop where you get to meet a new employee and Taylor makes the best uh, caramel macchiato you've ever had. So you're going to want to compliment Taylor to tell her that she's made the, uh, you the best beverage you've ever had there. Thanks so much, Taylor. And as you leave the coffee shop, you're going to be remembering Taylor and the great beverage that Taylor made you and that you're going to want to stop back and see Taylor again just for the purpose of being able to read to enjoy that drink again. And then you go to Walgreens to pick up a prescription. There you meet Linda. And she's never been there when you've been there before, but you learned that the schedule's changed and now Linda works in the mornings instead of the afternoons. And from there, you go to the post office and there's a new postmaster. And so you get an opportunity to meet Scott. So all in the course of one fat morning, you've met Taylor 
and Linda and Scott. And I'm going to encourage you to remember those names as well. While you're driving home or you're going to your next appointment, you're cycling through your mind, Taylor, Linda, Scott. Maybe it's easier for you to make a song out of their names or think about what an acronym uh, of their first letters of their names might mean. So that's T-L-S, Taylor, Linda, Scott, Taylor, Linda, Scott. You're going to keep running those names through your mind like an unending cycle to help your brain remember. And don't forget about Jeff because you met Jeff also that week. And so you want to remember Jeff, Taylor, Linda, and Scott. All right, so step two incorporates repetition. Step three incorporates review. Those are the basic building blocks to learn any new information. Think about when you teach your children their ABCs. I mean, we're talking about 26 random letters that we know to be in a very specific, unchangeable order. That's a lot of information to remember. Notice how we generally teach the ABCs with a song attached to it. We sing it to the tune of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And oh my goodness, how much easier it is to remember something new when we can link it to a song. Oh, that all of us were songwriters and every time we met new people, we could remember their names by just building their name into a song. Uh, but it's that repetition and that review that helps us remember things like the days of the week, the months of the year, the seven continents, uh, the 50 states of the United States of America, the capitals to certain states. Uh, and depending on how far away you are from your school years, you might have already forgotten some of these things. But if you were constantly reviewing and repeating that information, it would be at the tip of your tongue. All right, step or tip four. Here's where we're going to use associations for common names and uncommon names. Using associations um, will be a key strategy. And some of this will probably be familiar. So maybe you met somebody whose name is Phyllis. If that's me, my first thought is, oh, that's cool. I have an aunt named Phyllis. Do you spell your name with one L or two? And asking her that question about how she spells her name is another way that I'm creating a connection in my brain about what that person's name is. Maybe you've met uh, a Michelle and you already know more Michelles than you can count. Eight, nine, ten of them. You've lost track and now you've met another one. So that's another way to remember a person's name because you've met another one. Um, sometimes it has everything to do with uh, a person in your family who you dearly love. Because let's be honest, we don't necessarily dearly love all the people in our family. That can just be a secret between us here on this podcast. But I remember when my nephew Dawson was born, I didn't know anybody else in the entire world with that name. Uh, now I've met several other people 
who have the same name as Dawson. And you can bet I always remember their names because they share a name with my nephew Dawson. Uh, while I was in elementary school, one of my friends, uh, her parents' names were Jack and Diane. Now, she always thought it was pretty cool that her parents had the same name as a really popular John Mellencamp song. Unfortunately, I was not very cool. You might remember a separate podcast that I did. I talked a little bit about how I was quite unpopular, so I didn't know this song at all. But it was a pretty cool correlation, and you can bet that people who learned her parents' names probably didn't soon forget that Gina's parents' names were Jack and Diane. An association, that's what that is an example of. Now, maybe this association is a physical association. So let's say you've just met Bill. You're at a conference or something. You've met Bill, and Bill is not a skinny guy. He's very big. So you've met big Bill. Maybe don't tell him this is how you're remembering his name. He's a banker. He has a beard. He's wearing a blue suit coat. So you get it, Bill, big, banker, beard, blue suit coat. Okay, maybe that's a little corny, but whatever you have to do to remember Bill's name, I think you've got the idea there. Gary has gray hair. Julie's wearing jewelry. Paul is tall. So there's any number of ways that you can create associations uh, with people's names and something about them or something about where the two of you are at when you meet that you can help remember their names. And then when you go through the process of repeating their name immediately and using it several times in that one conversation and then testing yourself afterward by running their names continually in your mind uh, throughout the day and the week, you're really building those pathways in your brain to start remembering names with more and more ease um, every time you start uh, incorporating these processes. Now, if you're one of those people who says, I'm absolutely horrible at remembering names, but I never forget a face, then you're in the majority. Because, well, the truth is, most of us remember things much better when there's a visual association. You wanna take advantage of that by using your visual memory muscles. So one way to do that is, let's just say you've met David. You could envision a neon sign flashing across his forehead or maybe the top of his t-shirt that says, David, David, David. Or maybe you're picturing this David that you just met standing next to a giant Goliath. I don't know whatever method or, or trick you have to use. But that's one example of a visual or a physical association that engages our mind's ability to remember things better when there's a visual connection. Sometimes you have to work pretty hard at this and really force your brain to see uh, that name flashing across his head. I find a different method to work better for me and this works really well when I'm meeting someone whose name could be spelled um, multiple ways. So let's say I've just met Eric. 
I might I might ask him, so is that Eric with a C or with a K? When he's responding, he might say Eric with a C. And so then in my brain, I'm envisioning E-R-I-C. Now, I want to stay in tune with Eric. I don't want to like totally lose a connection with him while I'm spelling his name silently in my head. But that is one way to help me remember his name. And of course, then again, I'm going to go through the other steps. We're going to have a continued conversation. I'll repeat his name a few times. And then I'll, uh, throughout the rest of the day, the week, try and remember his name. Uh, frankly, there are so many names where this little trick works that um, I could give you 10 examples right now and not even hit the tip of the iceberg. But think about how many ways there are to spell Cheryl or Michaela. Uh, names like Ann and Sarah, Carrie, Chris. Kathy, Tracy, Joanne, Jonathan, Christian, all of these names can be spelled in so many different ways. And when you ask someone specifically, how do you spell that? It gives you another opportunity to remember their name. This works really well if you've met someone whose name you're not sure you caught. Um, commonly this happens if someone has a distinct accent or if someone has a name that's common in their culture, but not necessarily your culture. So for example, if you've met someone whose name is Lulali, uh, you might wonder if they stuttered or if you didn't hear it. And it's probably okay to say, Ooh, I didn't catch that. Can you say it again? And they say, yes, my name is Lulali. Uh, that would be a really good time to say, oh, that's an interesting name. Can you spell that for me? And then when they spell it, it gives you an opportunity to recognize, did they use the, uh, was that an L sound I heard? Or was it an R sound I heard? It just, it helps to A, get their name right. And again, distinguish that that name is memorable. And so your brain will do a better job of remembering it. Now, all of those things I've just talked about are not going to work so well for you if you struggle with spelling or, let's be honest, if you're dyslexic. So sorry about that tip. But if those issues aren't something that concern you, then it's a really powerful way to amp up your ability to remember names. And uh, so we're talking about associations. Let's talk about uncommon names. These are, this, this is fun because not only are these names easy to remember because they're uncommon, their very uniqueness makes them more memorable. It also opens a door for us to have broader conversations. So uh, for example, I had a friend whose mom's name was Orgene. Now, the first time I heard her name, I asked my friend, what, how do you spell that? And so she told me how it was spelled. But when I actually met her mom, I asked her, so is Orgene a family name or is there a story behind it? And there was a story behind it. Uh, she was named after some actress who starred in a movie that her mom had watched while she was pregnant with Orgene. And so there you have it another Orgene was brought into the world. Some people have 
names, they have first names that you might more typically associate with being a last name, and that can make them stand out. Uh, Jefferson, Watson, Harrison, Marshall, Ellery, Jackson. Or maybe they have a name, which is a word you'd actually associate with something else altogether. August, Summer, Serendipity, Archer, Twyla. Or perhaps you're meeting someone whose first names are two in one. Mary Catherine, Liliana, John Carlos. And I'm guessing if you've ever met an Elvis or a Ringo, you would not have a hard time remembering their name. So we've talked about a lot of ways there to build associations, and I have a lot more notes, but I think for the sake of time, I'm going to move on and share with you tip number five, and this is really important. Tip number five, always feel comfortable admitting when you need a refresher. Let's face it, sometimes we just forget. And uh, sometimes we forget within 10 seconds of being told their name. That is not the time to pretend that you still remember their name. That's the perfect opportunity to just fess up and say, oh my goodness, I'm really trying to be better at remembering names, but I've already biffed it. I can't remember your name. Can you please just tell me your name again? Likely they'll laugh and say, I'm no good at remembering names either. Yeah. And then when they tell you their name, then you can say, oh, yep, that's it. Dawn, Dawn. Okay, I'm so sorry, Dawn. I promise you I'm really going to try to remember your name. And if this is me, because this does happen to me, I'll actually tap my head pretty forcefully, kind of in the area where my brain is, as if I'm trying to lodge their name in my memory. And so always feel comfortable just asking them to remind you what their name is. Okay, folks, if you've listened this whole time and you're still trying to remember my name, well, I give you permission to listen to the podcast again and incorporate the five strategies I've shared with you to remember my name. Our thanks to Shelley O'Leary for today's message. Shelley, the communications and outreach specialist with the professional dairy producers, and our thanks to you for listening and supporting these weekly PDPW podcasts. And we encourage you to have a safe and productive week.